Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Lancashire Football Show. I'm your host, Ashley Edwards, and joining me again this week, I have Ben and Matt. This week's quite a unique week compared to the others that we've had during this podcast. We've seen the Championship, League One and League Two all finish and come to an end this past weekend. And we now know what lies ahead for, for our Lancashire clubs. However, it's not the end of the road for Morecambe or Blackpool just yet. They, fin- they both finished in the playoffs in their leagues. Uh, we'll touch on this a little bit today, but please note that coming out towards the end of this week will be a special additional playoff episode where we'll really analyse what lies ahead for these two clubs. As well as this, we'll be releasing season reviews for each of our Lancashire clubs, looking at their highs and lows and much more. These will again be additional episodes to our weekly uploads, so over the next week or two, you guys are going to be given a lot of extra content. And don't worry, our weekly episodes will still be going strong with the playoffs happening, breaking news, just managerial changes. And of course, Burnley still have a few games left to go before their season finishes in the Premier League. To keep up to date with any new episodes, follow our Twitter ca- Twitter account. You can find that by typing in at TLanksFS. But before we get into today's episode... Yesterday, we were brought some really sad news. Yeah, we were, Ash, and it's, it comes from the, the local non-league circuit. So, James Dean, um, a former player at AFC Fylde, Chorley, and, as you know, Clitheroe most recently, um, he, he sadly passed away. Um, he went missing a few days ago, and, and we got the news last night that, sadly, his body had been found. Um, at 35, he leaves a family behind. I think it goes without saying that from all of us and Cal, who sadly isn't with us today, um, through through a, a power cut, um, it goes without saying. R.I.P. Dino, um, you know, and for anyone that that is struggling, I know all of us our messages are opened on Twitter. Um, you know, if, if you need any help or or you just need someone to speak to, please, please speak to someone. Um, you know, some things in life are. Are bigger than football, and this is certainly one of them. Um, I know one of our, our good friends um, grew up watching James Dean for for Halifax, um, and I can't imagine, you know, the devastation it's left behind for his family. Just R.I.P. Dino. Yeah, well said, mate. Here, here. Definitely some very sad news to start off today's episode. Our thoughts with James's family uh, and friends. Today we are changing the podcast up a little bit. We want every team to to get a good good uh, amount of airtime today with sort of most of their seasons coming to an end. We're going to kick it off as always with Morecambe. Matt, their season is not over just yet, is it? No, it's not. No, uh, they put in a very professional performance at the weekend. Uh, they did what they needed to do in a a two nil home win over Bradford City. Uh, and unfortunately for them, so did Bolton and Cambridge. Um, so congratulations to to those two clubs on their automatic promotion. Um, it will be Morecambe's first playoff campaign since 2009-2010, uh, where they lost out to Dagenham and Redbridge in the semi-finals. So they'll be hoping to to go one step further. They've got Tramia Rovers in the, uh, in the semi-finals, and then it will be either uh, Forest Green or Newport, who they'll be playing uh, in the final if they get that far. So... Yeah, they'll be going in with bags of confidence. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, it's like you said, Matt. Um, Morecambe couldn't really have done any more. I think, obviously, probably the 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 determining game was probably a few weeks ago when they lost out to Bolton. Um, because obviously, from then on, there's been well, more, more downs than, than ups 
for Bolton, but Morecambe have grown stronger. Um, like I said, they, they couldn't have done much more. Um, I think they can obviously be proud of a, a great season so far, and we'll touch on that in their sort of end of season review whenever that comes. Um, but yeah, great season for Morecambe. Just unfortunate that three teams were, were narrowly better than them overall. Yeah, I think if you would have said to uh, to the fans or you know people within the club at the start of the season that they'd finish fourth, miss out narrowly on automatic promotion on the last day of the season and and go into the playoffs, um, I think uh, you'd be laughed at. No disrespect to Morecambe, of course. Um, now I've spoken to a few people from within the club, and uh, you know they're, they're despite missing out narrowly, they're absolutely buzzing, and and so they should be because it's been an unbelievable season for for the Shrimps, and uh, you know what what an achievement for the club, and um, like we say, hopefully they can uh, they can get the job done in the playoffs and 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 join you know Cambridge, Cheltenham, and Bolton in in League One next season. Should we uh should we talk about the the game on? Saturday um, against Bradford, obviously, a, like I said, a professional performance. Um, do you want to give us a bit of a, a breakdown of what went on, Matt? Yeah, um, I think it, a bit of a cagey start. I think everybody knew what was at stake, but, uh, you know, I think they, they settled into the game, you know, after about 10, 15 minutes and uh, and then opened the scoring through uh, Liam McAlinden. Um, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but the uh, two Marnie Diagaraga assist was absolutely out of this world, by the way. Trademark turn and a, an inch perfect through ball to McAlinden, who, who made no mistake from close range. And then, uh, yeah, they, they just, uh, you know, went onwards and upwards from there. Um, had a, a few more opportunities, you know, restricted Bradford really to to few chances throughout the game. Um and then they were they were duly rewarded for for their strong performance, you know, not too long into the second half through uh, through Cole Stockton, another another amazing assist this time, Carlos Mendes Gomez, who, you know, sent a disguised pass through to uh, to Stockton, um, leaving him one on one with the keeper, and uh, you you always back Cole Stockton in 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 those kind of positions. And then you know for the rest of the game, like we like I said, they, they kept Bradford at bay, they created a few more chances, and. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those performances that really would give them confidence uh, going into into the playoffs. So, uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think everyone associated with, with the club will be absolutely delighted with uh, with Saturday. Yeah, and I think just one final thing to mention. I, I mean, I saw a, a video on social media of come the end of the game, even though Morecambe hadn't gone up. You know, some fans came to the ground, didn't they? Or went to the ground, I should say. Um, and sort of thank them for their efforts over the season. I think that is a measure of just how far Markham have come. Yeah, it was unbelievable. You know, um, I think that meant the world and more to the players because obviously they've not really been able to to see that in in person throughout the season, and it's a shame because, as you say, it's been such a good season. So um, it just it it lifts the spirits. You know, it, it shows to the players just what it means to the fans. Um, and and the fans, I, I thought at the time, you know, one or two of them might have been a bit dismayed that they did narrowly miss out on uh, on automatic promotion, but you wouldn't have been able to tell that by uh, by the reaction of the fans, you know, singing, um, uh, dancing, almost, you know, they were absolutely over the moon just to to get a glimpse of uh, of the players. So uh, yeah, I think that alongside the performance against Bradford will uh, will give them all they need to to hopefully propel on into a, a strong playoff campaign. A great season by by all accounts from the Shrimps, obviously. Yeah, I think it's key to note that, you know, they were close 
off that automatic promotion, but they're also only four points behind um, uh, Cheltenham, who, who won the league on 82 points. So I think what a fantastic season. And for me, they've got to be favourites going into this. But as we said on on uh, this this episode that's going to be coming out later this week on the on the playoffs, uh, it's going to be exciting and interesting looking into to Morecambe's chances and, and how they're going to break down the other teams to, to, to hopefully um, win, win and uh, go up into League One next season. Uh, and over to League One, we're going to touch on Fleetwood now quickly. Um, on Sunday, they lost 3-1 to, to Ipswich Town. I think they were the only sort of um, Lancashire side to to, to lose um, on the final day of, of the season. Obviously, Burnley don't don't aren't included in that. They're playing tonight, and their season's not over just yet. A uh, fifteenth place finish for them overall, sixty points. Um, obviously, they've had managerial changes with Barton coming out. Um, I think for them, they need to have a, a, a real look at where they want to be next season. Do they want to be back up there and uh, and pushing for promotion but I think for, for Fleetwood fans I, I don't know what, they, what they'd want to change is Grayson's still the right man they've got to look all that uh, look at all that Ben do you think Fleetwood fans would, would be content with where they were considering sort of the downfall they had after after Barton was well when before Barton was sacked yeah I think obviously we won't go too much into it um, with before the end of season review but yeah I think that game on Sunday, sort of summarise their season. Um, they will be dis- disappointed to to lose in that fashion, but overall, yeah, probably satisfactory given where they were when um, Simon Grayson came in. And Ben, with the other two Lancashire sides in in that league, with Blackpool and Accrington, I mean, we said Accrington didn't have much to play for on the on the final day of the season, but a one nil win over over Portsmouth. Um, it, in a way, it was a helping hand towards Blackpool, weren't it? Yeah, it's, it's a funny old world and it's funny how things work, isn't it? Um, so, Aki went to, to Portsmouth, like you said, and and really they didn't have anything to play for. Um, but Adam Phillips, who, as we know, was bagging for fun for more, come on loan from Burnley, um, then went to, to Aki in January on loan. Um, he's great goal, absolutely great goal. Spun in the box, smashed it into the top corner. Um Game finished one nil, and it stopped Portsmouth getting into the the final playoff spots or seventh. Um, and it actually allowed Oxford to to slip in, and and that's who Blackpool will face in the playoffs because they finished third. Um, they already secured a playoff spot on Tuesday with a a two nil win over Doncaster. Going into yesterday's game uh, against Bristol Rovers at home, they were third in the table, but then the team sheet came out and they rested players, including the goalkeeper. Um, Jerry Yates got a rest and they played Bristol Rovers okay um, I think just without going into too much detail on Bristol Rovers not a great season they ended up finishing bottom of the league um, and yeah I won the win for, for the Tangerines um, they did secure that third spot like I said and they will play Oxford um, which we'll, we'll go into in the, the playoff special which I believe is going to be Friday Ash yeah hopefully so hopefully so Matt what are your thoughts well, I was just 
touching on what Ben said about Morecambe, obviously the fans came out and, and thanked the team for, for a strong campaign and urged them forward into the playoffs. We saw similar scenes, didn't we, at, uh, at Blackpool? Um, you know, all the players lined up in, in one of the meeting rooms or something overlooking the car park and all the fans were there with flares and, you know, beer and, you know, singing, having a whale of a time. Uh, ben, what kind of confidence does that give to a team that are going into the playoffs? Bear in mind, obviously, they haven't been able to, to see the fans all campaign. Yeah, I think while we sort of can't condone it in any sort of public domain because of the COVID situation, um I think you've got to understand how difficult it's been for for fans, you know, for some fans, football is, is life. Um, and I think going going on to, to what you said, obviously, like you said, the players haven't been able to see them all season. And perhaps for for players, especially that maybe signed at the start of this year and or, or in January and haven't been able to, to see the fans, maybe they don't understand how much it means to a certain fan base and, and you know, how much they're sort of adored by a certain fan base. Um, I think the, the difference between Markham and, and sort of Blackpool is Blackpool obviously have gone through a really rough rough period um, with the Oystons and now, you know, they're sort of getting back to where they want to be or, or closer to where they want to be. Um, I do think it's, it, it was just a scene of joy and, you know, they're going into into the playoffs having finished third Um third best team in the league you know the table doesn't lie um, so yeah I do think it will give them confidence seeing the fans um, hopefully we can get some fans in into the uh, well the playoff semis and final um, fingers crossed definitely I think Blackpool should go in, into it in confidence as well I mean we'll touch on it more in the in the playoff special but Oxford uh, and Blackpool obviously played each other twice this year a 2-0 win for Blackpool and a 0-0. Um, you know, we can look into sort of a, Oxford United haven't scored against them this season and that'll be a worry for them. But it's definitely something we can we can look into. But just on Accrington before we move into the into the championship, do you think John Coleman will be happy with the finish they've had to the season? I think it's five unbeaten um that they've they've finished off with. I think three of them have, have been draws. But do you think he'll be happy considering the sort of poor form they had just before these five games? Yeah, I think so. Um, if we look at their second half of the season, it's been largely inconsistent, hasn't it? They've been on the receiving end of some absolute batterings um, and they've also you know, pulled out a few uh, solid results along the way as well. So I think, yeah, um, I think you'll be happy, um, if not a little disappointed that obviously they couldn't keep up their strong form from the first half of the campaign. But, you know, um, they'll be getting injuries out of the way. They'll, they'll be hoping that they can keep on top of them over the pre-season and, and then uh, build strongly for, for to go again in August. So, um, so yeah, I think he'll be, uh, he'll be relatively happy with the, with, with, with the recent results. I think with a, yeah, with a, with a specific focus on, on yesterday, I think it, it'll please him that obviously for much of the second half of the campaign, they've not really had much to play for. Um, Never really in doubt of, of relegation, um, and come well, well, come what February, playoffs were sort of gone. I think uh, well, definitely by March. Um, but yeah, I think it'll just please him that when they've got nothing to play for yesterday, they went and got a result, and it was a good performance, um, ups, upsetting the odds really. Um, I think if you compare it to to some some sides who had nothing to play for, obviously, just dropping back into League Two. Bradford played, Morecambe Crawley played, 
Bolton and neither of those two sides sort of offered a, a big threat. Um, this sort of a lacklustre performance while Morecambe and Bolton were obviously performing well. Um, but yeah, I just think, yeah, John Coleman will be happy with the way they finished. Um, and as we'll touch on in their end of season review, it'll, it'll be a, an interesting one to look at next season. Yeah, they deserve a lot of credit for yesterday's performance, I think. Um, they kept a team who had it all to play for at bay. Very few chances, really. Defended resolutely. And uh, as you say, Adam Phillips with an absolute you know, peach of a goal. It was a, a thunderbolt, if I remember correctly. And, and, and also, they came close to... Well, they got a second, but which was ruled out for offside. So, yeah, really good way, I think, for, for Accrington to end the season. Definitely a, a good finish, uh, and obviously all to play for still for Blackpool. Uh, look forward to previewing sort of their game against Oxford or games, I should say, against Oxford, um, and that should be out on Friday, like Ben said. Moving over to the Championship now, um, Matt, I'm going to come to you with, for, for Blackburn. Uh, I mean, we spoke about uh, the other week, I think they started scoring a, a few more goals. They seemed to add a bit of flair to the game, especially in that Huddersfield game. Uh, and th- they did it again against Birmingham, didn't they? They did, yeah. And I think it's worth pointing out, I don't think Cow has a power cut. I think he's shying away from this episode. Bear in mind, it was his Birmingham City that were on the receiving end of a 5-2 thumping from Blackburn. But uh, no, in all seriousness, um, a really good way to end what has been a largely disappointing campaign for, for Tony Mowbray's men. Um, it's such a contrast, isn't it? Uh, the last six games, they've um, they've only had one defeat in the last six. And if we compare that to the previous you know, months. It's inconsistent to how, you know, the majority of their campaign has been. So I think if we look at the game itself, Adam Armstrong uh, got his third hat-trick of the season, didn't he? Uh, I think it's something we'll touch on in the uh, in the end of season review, but I think he will attract a lot of potential uh, suitors over the summer. And and Harvey Elliott as well, you know, what a way to end his campaign with, uh, with, with Blackburn through a, a lovely goal. Um, I'm sure he'll be uh, massively missed. Yeah, great way to end the season. Um, I think again, we'll, we'll we'll touch on this in the, the end of season review, and and it's a case now. Isn't it? How many times can I fit that that phrase into this episode? <laughs> but I think it's it, it's interesting um, to know how many of Blackburn's loan players are going back. I saw a Twitter post from from the club um, saying thank you to them, and going ahead into next season, they're going to be replacing because. Harvey Elliott's been an absolute wonder um, at certain points in the season. I think, you know, Adam Armstrong, like you said, could leave. So, I think this summer could be make or break for Blackburn myself. Definitely. It'd be, it'd be interesting, like we said, Harvey Elliott um, a few episodes ago was sort of the highlight of that episode, especially for, for Blackburn. And it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens within this summer. I mean, if Rovers could somehow persuade him to, to come back for another year, that'd be big for them. But personally, and I think... It's probably something we'll all agree on. He can probably take it to the next level now, whether that's a higher-end championship team or maybe even a, a lower-end prem team. But again, we'll uh, we'll look at that in, in more value. I can see Matt now pointing to, to his Burnley badge on his shirt. I'm sure Burnley fans would love Harvey Elliott to go there, but will he, will he um, sort of break the trust of, of Rovers fans? Will he upset them? Will it be a Carlos Tevez moment? We'll, uh, we'll definitely see more on that soon. Uh, ben, 
Preston North End, uh, they, they've had a, a good finish to, to their season as well, much like Accrington. They've sort of changed their fortune a bit in the last sort of five games, haven't they? Yeah, a great way to end the season on, on Saturday with a, a 2-1 win at Forest. Not, you know, both sides didn't have much to play for, but still, you've got to go and win the game. You've got to go and earn the three points. Um, I think Tom Bailey's getting his first goal for, for North End. Great. Um, and I think Frankie McAvoy coming in, you know, I think we touched on it last week. He's got asked to do a job of, of definitely securing survival. Um, did that a couple of weeks ago, and it's now, I think it was, it's one loss in six, and, and they've won the last four, um, conceding, I think, one. So and that and that was against Forest. So um, yeah, a good way to end the season. Um, and again, interesting to see where they go from here. Definitely. Again, the season review will be interesting with Preston North End. A lot of highs and lows from the season as a whole. More uh, lows than highs. What's that? More lows than highs. Yeah, I think Preston North End fans would, would agree with that as well. And it'd be interesting to see if any um, sort of want to comment or, or message us about what their thoughts are. Uh, going into that sort of season review as well, uh, but a great, like I said, like we said, a great finish for for North End fans, and there's definitely that something there for them to build on. Um, but they need to make sure they don't make laws of changes again and, and sort of disrupt things. Moving over to the Premier League now, Matt, Burnley haven't actually played this weekend yet. Um, They played today, which is Monday, against Fulham. Um, A relatively big game, but overall, Burnley probably safe anyway. Yeah, it's a huge game, isn't it, in the the grand scheme of the season, especially with West Brom being relegated uh, yesterday. Um, You know, it's interesting, because last week we touched on that we hope the previous... Uh, game, which was the Wolverhampton Wanderers game, where they absolutely blew them away 4-0. We we said that that may give them confidence going into the West Ham game, and to be honest with you, Burnley were miles off it. Uh, take nothing away from, from West Ham, I thought West Ham were absolutely superb, but I don't know, it, it, just, it was such a different side than what we saw the week before, so you know, hopefully from Burnley's point of view they'll be able to you know, react to last week's disappointment and uh, and, and and guarantee their Premier League safety for another year because uh, a win will will do just that. Yeah, it, it will, um, and it will relegate Fulham in the process. So uh, it's hard to, to sort of describe how how big or how, how not little, but how how much it matters because you know Burnley are ninety percent going to stay. Well, ninety nine percent going to stay up anyway. Um, it's it's a case of it would be just nice for for Burnley to to. Put the seal on the the survival themselves by by relegating Fulham, isn't it really? Yeah, it would be. And I I saw Dwight McNeil came out in the week and uh, and said that you know it'd be great for the club to to get the job done uh, with three games to spare because then they've almost got that freedom to go out and play without the pressure of of aiming to survive. Even though, like you say, it's ninety nine percent that Burnley are going to stay up anyway. So yeah, um, I think just. From from Burnley's point of view, just go out there, get the job done, and then you know they can enjoy the last three games and uh, and look beyond that. Yeah, I think as well, it's it's sort of important to note that it's, even if the worst case happens tonight, I think Fulham would end up six points behind Burnley, um, and Burnley have still got Sheffield United to play in the the final day of the season, which 
with no disrespect to Sheffield United, is possibly the easiest Premier League game ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there's just no danger of Burnley going down now. Um, but again, improvement needed for next season. Yeah, and it's interesting as well. I, I listened to uh, there was a, a another podcast. Um, it's Laura Woods and Akin Fenwa. Um, and they had Sean Dykstra as a guest, and they asked him to sum up the season in in one word. And I think he said difficult. Um, so it's it's good to note that you know he has acknowledged that. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully they'll be able to go into the uh, into the preseason, and uh, you, you know this time next year maybe uh, maybe we'll be you know looking forward to Burnley lifting the Premier League title <laughs> like we did with Leicester a few years ago. Fingers crossed. I think for Burnley fans now and, and and the players as well, I think it'd be nice for them to finish a bit higher up at the table. Obviously, prior to this Fulham game, they are sat 17th. It's not a pretty finish there, but a win tonight will put them up to 14th, uh, joint on points with Newcastle, but they'll be just above um, them on goal difference. If they could finish anywhere you know, from sort of 14th or maybe even sneak into 13th if Palace find some poor form, I think Burnley fans would be relatively happy with that overall not a great season from the Clarets but a promising finish will give them hope and hopefully if they were to lose any big players they'll be able to attract in some some decent enough players to uh, to stay in the Premier League again next year or in Matt's case and Dreams win the Premier League next year (laughs) Uh, I think that's a a great place to finish off uh, the podcast this week Again, our thoughts out to James Dean and, and, and his family. Um, such a, a tragic thing to happen. But I think Ben um, summed it up brilliantly and, and, and everything at the beginning of this episode. Uh, thank you, as always, to Ben and Matt for joining me this week. We'll be back again uh, next week, or in fact, towards the end of, of this week with our special episodes, the, the playoffs and the roundups for our Lancashire clubs. If you want to get involved or have any talking points that you want us to discuss, then feel free to get in touch. All of our Twitter accounts will be in the podcast description. And just to note that our theme music that you can hear at the start and at the end of this podcast, as well as in the breaks between the leagues, is by a group called The Cavs. You can check out all of their social media pages in the description of this podcast. This is the Lancashire Football Show, and I'm your host, Ashley Edwards, and we'll see you next week.